Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. That's right. You see the man next to me here. Chris is back in the fold. We are live and ready to rock and roll, dealing with all of the fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic and whatnot. The good thing is the NFL is still rocking and rolling. Free agency, although there is no in-person meetings taking place, uh, we still got news, and a ton of it. So, of course, you know I had to, uh, I had to get Chris in. We got to talk Tom Brady. We got to talk the Michael Irvin story from this morning. We got a lot to discuss, a lot to break down. The show was brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six incredible sports books. They're not open right now, but they will be eventually. TunicaTravel.com is the website. Go check it out. Do yourself a favor. Get the information. Figure out when they're going to be back open. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. The Mississippi Gaming Commission has shut down all casinos in the state of Mississippi. Uh, I think that's pretty common across the board, right, Chris? I mean, wouldn't yep. you – I don't know that anybody's open right now, really. Well, Vegas shut down, and if Vegas shuts down, everybody shuts down. Did the whole strip shut down? Yes. Whew. Yeah. All right. That's pretty nuts. I, I saw that they were uh, they were shutting down even some of the mobile stuff. So. Well, because there's nobody there to run it. I'm I'm kind of confused or not confused. I'm concerned that uh, that they may just need to do a, a 30 day shutdown, 30 of the whole thing, like the whole country. Well, I think that's what we're doing. Well, uh, no, I'm talking like a federal, like yeah, every. They're never going to man. I think state by state, city by city, we're, we're doing that. Yeah, you you might be right. You might be right. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead before we do this Tom Brady breakdown. Because I do want you to get, like, I want you to tackle that so that I have it on audio. Um, first things first, the Michael Irvin story on Get Up this morning. Him coming in with, now let me let me break it down in the simplest of terms for those listeners because I, I know that you have an opinion on this. Um, Bill O'Brien apparently at some point went to DeAndre Hopkins and told him 
that the last time he had to have a meeting like this was with Aaron Hernandez. And it had to do with DeAndre Hopkins having multiple baby mamas around the facility. And he, he had his children, but apparently he had a pretty decent relationship with these women. But Bill O'Brien didn't like it. Uh, the comparison to Aaron Hernandez apparently uh, ruffled some feathers. And that is why they were just trying to get Hopkins out of there. They didn't really care about what kind of deal they got. Uh, I, Hopkins came out and didn't exactly deny this, but he did come out and say that he will always respect the coach that Bill O'Brien is, etc. What, what, where do you fall on this? What, what do you think happens here? At some point in time, okay, if Bill O'Brien is having these issues or whatever, that's look, I, I'm not the coach. I'm not in that locker room. I'm, I don't have to work for the guy, so I, I really don't know how big of a problem it is. I, you know, I could absolutely see bringing family into a workplace is is not always a good thing. Um, so, so immediately people say, you know, why can't I have my family around? Yeah. You know, the, the, the manager of Kroger down the road doesn't bring his family to work either. Yeah. You know, like, like there's just a time and a place and, and I get that locker rooms are different. I don't know those. So I'm not going to speak to them. One thing I do want to speak to is just because he compared this situation to Aaron Hernandez, that's the last time he had to have a conversation like that. That doesn't mean he's saying that DeAndre Hopkins is a serial killer. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. We, we have to stop saying that you you brought up this and therefore you're calling me that. And I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is saying that, by the way. I, I do think Michael Irvin's kind of pushing that. And, and, and a lot of this is, is it's a slow news day. Yeah, well, it's and, a slow news month. Like they're well, looking yeah, for content there. And, and I think people are looking for content. And right now it's real easy to make fun of Bill O'Brien. Uh, uh, so. Yeah. It uh, it most certainly is. I I don't think, like if, if it was more heated, and whatnot, and if he continues to have problems with these star players, you know, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, now, of course, it's not a problem that he's side, gotten problems with them. It's the issue that he's not getting any value for them. That's yes. the issue. That like like for, forget about the personality conflicts. Okay, right. You're. You're the general manager, and you're not getting value for these guys. And that's what I don't understand. I mean, Stefan Diggs was able to get a, a first-round pick. It, no, it but, was from the so Bills. I but. heard some other people talk about how this is one of those situations where you don't want to trade him in your own conference. And so you send him away. But so And always learning from Bill Belichick, always learning from the greatest guy that's ever done this. When he got rid of Bledsoe, he sent him to the Bills. Yeah. You know why he sent him to – and people were like, we got to play them twice a year. He was like, look, our goal is to win Super Bowls. If we want to win a Super Bowl and he's that great of a quarterback, we're going to have to go through him eventually. So yeah. let's get the best deal we can get, and I don't care where he goes. Who, who's got the best offer? So he's gone, and we move on with because we worry about what happens in our facility, and we don't care about anything else once it leaves here. And, and I think other organizations and other coaches do a really bad job of, of doing that. I think they got the worst deal they could get for Clowning because they wanted to send him as far away as they could. I think they got the worst deal for Hopkins because they wanted to send him as far away as they could. I think he's calling half the league, and I think that's a terrible move. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the, the, so you were helping break this down in our group chat yesterday. 
about the Texans and their financial issues. Uh, yeah, so I kind of walk I through that with me. So, it, okay, let's preface this by saying I don't I don't know all of their finances. Okay, yeah. I don't know where they are at the cap, and I know the cap is going to go up, and I have no idea what it's going to go up to. But I do know this: a lot of people are making deals right now, and we're looking back and saying, "How could you give up that guy for this?" And while a, I think if he shops him to everybody and not just half the league, he can get a better deal. But why do you move on from him? is because this is a salary dump. I fully believe they're trying to turn one great player into multiple good players because DeAndre Hopkins is set to make like $40 million over the next three years. I don't remember the math. I did it all yesterday. Which which is still a team-friendly deal, to be honest. No, not bad bad at all, considering the fact that Cooper is now making $20 million for five years. Yeah. Um, so, So, you know, it... Maybe maybe it's not the same. Anyway, I, I I did the math. I think Cooper's making more than him, which I don't agree with. But yeah, anyway, he, he most me. certainly is. It's uh it's a hundred million dollar deal over five years. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Twenty million a year, hundred over five instead of forty over four. That's right. I had it in my brain right. Bad in my mouth. Um, I think some of these guys are doing salary dumps, and people say, well, he just picked up a running back that cost a lot. Psst. Man, there's after this season, there will be no guaranteed money on David Johnson's contract. So, so yeah. you got to eat him for one year. You get what you think at one point in time was an elite level running back, and if he's not that, boop, drop him off a cliff and you move on. Yeah, and you save a bunch of money. This team has no draft picks. The fact that they've moved two elite players and they don't have a first round draft pick still is a problem. It's a major problem. It's, and, and so I, I talk about this in our in our group chat is is all the time. If I could have any job in the world, now I'm not saying I'd be good at that, all right? But if I could have any job in the world, I would want to be the general manager of an NFL team. Yeah. And I don't care what NFL team it is. I have two rules. One, you have to allow me to spend at least what the salary cap is. You can't say, hey, we're tightening the belt here. I lost a lot of money on these deals. So if you can spend $100 million, I really need you to operate on seventy. You got to give me the full salary cap, and then you got to get the hell away. Okay, that's right. it. You don't get to make draft picks as an owner. I run the team, and the reason I say that is because the NFL is the only league in all of professional sports where a team can go from worst to first in a matter of maybe a year or two. Look at San Francisco in the cesspool that they were. And they hired a new head coach and a new GM, which was pretty much a package deal. Those two guys got together as a coordinator and a guy that was on TV but knew he wanted to be a general manager and said, let's work together. We see the world the same. We want to build a team the exact same. Let's do this. San Francisco picks them up. They're a unified front. They run everything. And they go from a laughing stock in the league to playing in the Super Bowl this past year, and we all thought this was going to take three, four years. It didn't. It yep. didn't. They did it in two, and last year they didn't have their franchise quarterback the entire season. So we don't really know, could they have done it last year? I, well, I think that they needed – No, I, I agree. I'm just telling they, you. There were, there were more pieces to be built, but they, they definitely could have at least made an impact. They could have probably made the playoffs last year. This is a league where you can go from worst to first if you're a smart front office. Now, in saying that, if you're a poorly ran organization, you're never getting out of the toilet. I'm looking at you, Cleveland. You're not going away. Detroit, 
we actually had uh, uh, Matt jumped in on YouTube and said, even the Browns? No, but yes, yes, hang on. But it would take an owner to stay out of the way, and it would take a smart front office. But the problem is we don't know if any of the Browns front office guys are smart or not because in seven years they've had seven different guys making all the draft picks and putting yeah. the team together. You're right. You start, listen, NFL front offices are billion-dollar businesses. They're billion-dollar organizations, okay? They're multi-billion dollars, all right? It's a big ship. And one guy gets a ship going in one direction, and we fire that captain. And the next one wants to turn it. Man, it takes a while to turn it. But you only give a guy one year to turn the damn ship. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, you're right. That's a Haslam problem. That, uh, so that- Bill O'Brien and the Texans are very much interesting. They've, they have become the Kardashians to watch. That yeah, we don't right. know what they do, but they're really entertaining. They're definitely um, that. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll see if this works out for them. They're definitely that. Uh, Sensei Tutu said Cincinnati too. Uh, Matt on here wanted you to know that it's Huey. So just so you know, it's Matt Huey. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate. I don't get to see any of this. So I know. I know. I'm the I'm that. the one that's handling the chat, and uh, I apologize. Gary's the gatekeeper. I need that's to right. I need to get these out as as much as humanly possible. Let's move on to uh, to topic number two here. And you started with it earlier when we were having some audio problems. Uh, Tom Brady. It looks like it's moving to the Buccaneers. Now, they haven't officially announced anything yet. He hasn't signed the deal. Uh, it was 3 p.m. Uh, Central Time where free agency was official, which is right when we started the live stream. Now, I haven't seen anything come across. Uh, I would imagine it might be tomorrow. They might do a press conference. They might do something. Uh, but Tom Brady leaving the Pats, going to the Bucks, and you now before we jump into I wanted to hit on the Antonio Brown topic, but uh, you believe that it is Peyton Manning's fault that I I Tom Brady Peyton, left the I blame, Patriots. I blame Peyton one hundred percent for Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. I really do. All right, I really do. Go ahead and dive in here. I, I want I want you to go through what you went through earlier because it was riveting. I, so I had not I'll heard rehash, this before. I rehash this all. This is this is why we need to talk more often, Gary. Yeah, we need to talk. You can't just. Hey, just ignore me, man. All right, I got, I got some good ideas sometimes. All right, you, at you least nothing. Good idea. All right, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have become BFFs over all last year and all this past off season. They have shared Instagram uh, pictures and Twitters and, and and all this stuff of them uh, playing golf together and hanging out and goofing off. Uh, Tom went on Peyton's show a couple of times. Um, that was on ESPN Plus and things of that nature. Um, and they spent a lot of time together. Okay. I fully believe that Peyton last year said, hey, man, free agency is a lot of fun. It really is. Tom said, what What do you think was the most thing, fun thing? At some point in time, the conversation came up, and Peyton talked about his free agent year, his offseason, best offseason he ever had. Every team in the country, all 32 of them, calling him, kissing his ass, what can we give you, what can we, you know, can I push this guy off a cliff? Will you come here? Will you come here? Will you come here? And I think he got in Tom's head that it's a lot of fun and you're probably going to get paid a lot of money. So even if you stay home, it's a good feeling to have everybody clamoring for you. All right. With that being said, the Patriots and Bill Belichick, we know him. He's not going to play that game. Um, Tell me what you want. If I can do it, I will. If I can't say goodbye. Uh, Tom never said what he wanted. He wanted the Patriots to uh, speak first. They never made an offer and uh, they made an organizational decision to move on. Um, I also believe the reason he chose the Bucks is his relationship with Peyton. Peyton said, hey, man, if you are going to leave, go go with a guy like Bruce. 
because Bruce can make sure he can take care of you. You're, you've got an adult in the room. You don't have some moron running a franchise. Plenty of morons out there coaching right now that you don't want to play for. Looking at you, San Diego or LA, the other Chargers <laughs> that nobody nobody cares about. Um, and uh, and and yeah, I think I think you're talking about a, a, a front office and a uh, well, I guess a head coach and a coaching staff that that have been around the league for a while and they know this league. And uh, and that's somebody that if I was a veteran player, I'd want to play for somebody who I, I trusted, especially somebody like him ending his legacy. Yeah, I think uh, I think I agree with you. The, yeah, the, I think the, this is all Peyton Manning's fault. Yeah, the I blame him. The but so. All right. So before I tackle a couple of these that uh, that have been tossed in here, one tank for Trevor Two, uh, do we think Belichick convinced Winston to get LASIK uh, before we tackle all of that? Um, there are rumors that have been going around that Tom Brady wants the Bucks to sign Antonio Brown. Now, first off, I don't think that it is. I don't think that the Bucks will be able to do that because I think that there's a lot more that has to happen with him being arrested in the offseason, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know that the NFL will clear him to play. Uh, but it, to answer this, and you you know Tom Brady uh, in his mindset, I think a little better than, than most people, why would he want Antonio Brown in his locker room? Uh, he's not worried about the locker room because he's he's the leader of the locker room. The man lived with Antonio Brown for at least a month. Yeah, no, I know yeah. that. But it, I mean, so he knows what he's like. He knows what he's like in the locker room. He knows what he's like outside the locker room. This is not like, you know, I mean, he, he moved the guy into his house, and he trusts him that much. Um, he's not worried about the locker room because when he walks in, I promise you that locker room will be his. And I think he trusts Bruce Arians. I think that's one of the reasons why I thought he was always going to go to a strong coaching staff and not a weak one was because I, I need to make sure somebody is in there controlling the locker room. So you don't worry about Antonio Brown in that locker room. He might do some crazy things, but he's not going to affect anybody else because a strong culture will, will protect the outliers from one maniac. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm with you on, I don't think Antonio Brown's getting picked up by anybody because I think the league is going to put him on the commissioner's exempt list if he tried to sign a contract and say, that's fine, they can pay you, but we're not going to let you play until all this works out. It's probably not going to work out for a while, which means no team is going to pay you to do nothing. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, that's that. I would say this. If it all goes through and he does land there and you put A.B. with Godwin and uh, and Mike Evans, Mike Evans. holy yeah. Crap. And and OJ Howard and yeah because OJ Howard has not- listen everybody who's blowing up about how the Patriots should have traded for him and all these other teams should go get him he's not he had done a whole hell of a lot of nothing in the NFL yeah. we're putting a lot of stock in he was really good at Alabama four years ago agreed he's he's not a typical um, he's not a typical tight end he's not built that way he's not built like a Gronkowski. Uh, I think he still has not been able to to reach his potential as of yet. But he's not. But he's not a wide receiver. But he's exactly. not a running back. He doesn't have a bit. He's an offensive lineman that's really small. Yeah, that's then that's the problem. That's the problem. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the other rumors. Do the Pats tank for Trevor? I'll answer that. I don't believe that. I don't think it's in. Uh, I don't think it's in Belichick's blood to be able to to tank for anybody. Nope. Like I just don't see it. No, nope, so, he'll never do it. He'll um, never. 
ever do it. And then the Jameis Winston stuff. Could that, Belichick – forget the LASIK and whatnot. We have to stop. We have to stop being idiots, okay? Just – people are predictable, all right? You just have to stop thinking of cool stories and funny things that would happen. If Now, if you're just trying to be entertaining, then say whatever the hell you want because that's what most of these shows are doing anyway. There is nothing – Nothing in Bill Belichick's nature that says Jameis Winston will be my next head cap, uh, quarterback. It just there's nothing that I, won't. I agree with you. That will definitively will not happen. So, who do you think? I mean, who do who do they roll with here? So there are reports. Yesterday, I listened to the Ringer NFL show, and uh, Kevin Clark had a Ringer guy from Boston who's plugged in there pretty much, and he says that a lot of the reports are that. They're happy with Stidham. They're just fine with him taking over the keys of the franchise. Huh. Now, now he's the only quarterback on the roster, so it wouldn't surprise me if come draft time, at some point in time, they tried to make a deal to go get Jacoby Brissett because right now, now that, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Rivers went Rivers, to Indy, yeah. they now have three quarterbacks on the roster that they're paying. The only problem is, is they kind of gave Brissett a deal last year that is he making like fifteen million a year? I I don't know that Bill will pay a, a backup quarterback that. That's the that's, that's the only problem with him going and getting Jacoby for this year. We well, have but to I believe that Jacoby's going to be your your starting quarterback. Well, either I I think he would make Jacoby and 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 Stidham, uh compete. I don't think nobody's naming a quarterback. Yeah, I think I think, I think they're, they're happy with Stidham. I don't. I don't think they let Tom walk without making an offer and at least making a move to try to get him to stay if they didn't think they were totally happy with going into the season with Jared Stidham. You you might be right. Uh, because that organization knows what they're doing two years from now. They know exactly where they want to be and how they want to look the, the next three months, the next six months, the next nine months, the next 18 months. They, they are not getting caught off guard by any of this. That's a ton of questions on YouTube. Uh, got one that asks, do we think that he might go for Jalen Hurts? Um, nope. Got another question about, will Bill go for Trubisky? I don't think Trubisky's leaving Chicago. Even if he does, that's not a, that's not the kind of guy he's going to go for. Yeah. I thought the guy he would go after was Mariota. I really did. I really did. Because I, I do Dalton think fits in well there. Like, if, maybe. I think they want to go with a more mobile quarterback. I think that's what Bill wants. I think Bill – Kind of sees the tea leaves changing in the NFL. He's a smart guy. He's you know. He's if that's the case, the then, then Jalen Hurts might be a good option there. No, you I mean, can't just have a mobile quarterback. That's the problem. Agreed. Well, Tim Tebow didn't work. Yeah, you can't be good at one thing. Here's the thing: you have to be able to throw the football. You have yeah. to be able to play the quarterback position straight up. And if you can move, that's awesome. Okay, but if you cannot play the quarterback position straight up, then your ability to move is worthless to Bill. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I had another question. How does Mariota fit with Oakland? He fits as a backup. This is the Ryan Tannehill situation. I did. We're going to disagree there. We're going to disagree there. Okay, go ahead. I think he's going to take more. I think he's going to take that job. You think Mariota gets the the Oakland job or the I don't uh, I don't I don't think Gruden. I think Gruden wants a mobile quarterback. And I think he knows the ceiling he's got with Carr. Yeah, I think he wants to see about the ceiling he can have with Mariota. Okay, okay. Let's uh, let's go on and move in topic number three here. Um, da, 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 write down my times. Nick Foles traded to the Chicago Bears since we brought up Trubisky and whatnot. Um, 
Foles was traded for a compensatory fourth-round pick. Jacksonville didn't get a ton for him. Uh, but this goes in with what you had talked about before. Dumping salary. Which is they, salary dump, right? Yeah, they, they signed a bad contract. They didn't realize it was a bad contract until they actually got Foles in the building yep. and he started playing. They were like, uh, this guy doesn't look like the guy that won the Super Bowl. So why did we give him all this money? They gave him $50 million, $52 million for two years. So let's not pay $25 million this year to a guy. Let's trade him away. And we didn't get anything for him. Who cares? You didn't want him anyway. You don't want to pay $25 million for a guy you don't want. Yeah, I agree. It's not that hard. And the uh, Bears, I think Nagy is grasping at straws. I think Pace is grasping at straws, a GM there, of trying to save their jobs. I really do. Why would you? Why would you think that they would go with Foles as opposed to any number of these other quarterbacks that have been able to prove it more so than Foles? I understand Foles won a, a Super Bowl, but that was like a magical run. Foles, Foles. I think Foles knows this system. I think I think Nagy's system is not a whole lot different than Frank Reich's system, which is the system he ran in Philly. True. True. So I think I think I think that's the case because nobody wants Jameis because he's too careless with the football. It's too precious of a commodity, no matter his talent. At the end of the day, we're going to find out. Uh, Jason Lockenfora has been reporting today all day. We've got more quarterbacks for the first time ever. We got more quarterbacks than we have jobs. Okay. Yeah. And there might not be a home for Cam. There might not be a home for Jameis. These guys think they're going to. I mean. Um, uh, I mean, they might Phillip get backup Rivers. money. Philip Rivers just got one deer, $25 million. Nick Foles got double that last year. He couldn't even get a – Rivers couldn't even get a two-year deal. Yeah. All right? So the problem is, are those guys going to take a backup job? Are they going to take a job where somebody pays them $8 million, $10 million? I mean, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, Huey jumped in. He said uh, – Another bad year for the Bears. They have a history of picking up disappointing quarterbacks. He said Matthews, Cutler, et cetera. Uh, oh, Cutler was a really good quarterback, and those teams were good. He just wasn't great, and they couldn't get over a hump. Yeah. Those Cutler years were about as good as you could ask for. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if if they had – And they little, spent no money on offense fault, either. Like that they, that they weren't able to win at a high, high level. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the, the Bears did make a Super Bowl with – who was it, Rex Grossman? Yes. I mean – you know, like uh, everybody wants to to win every year. I get that, but it is really hard in this league. Uh, I think Foles is a, a a disgusting upgrade from Mitch Trubisky. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they went from a Honda Civic to like you know a, a Cadillac CTZ. You know, <laughs> like like it ain't the greatest sports car in the world, but you know, it'll get you laid. Yeah. And as long as they've still got a good defense and they've still got they've got weapons on offense. Yeah. So you know Mitch is inept. Yeah. Foles is not great, but he's good. He's good enough to be in the league. He's good enough to have one of these jobs. Yeah. He I agree. For a job. But but he's not great. Mitchell is bad. He most certainly is. Now the the front office there, they do want to give him every opportunity to still be able to win the job. That's because Ryan Pace feels like his job is connected to his because of what he gave up to move up one spot to get him. And the rest of the league laughed at him. Yeah. And he should be worried. And he should be fired, by the way. Yeah, he he shouldn't have his job right now. No, he should not have his job currently. 
That's it's it is so tough to talk about that with with all the stuff that's going on in the economy with the the coronavirus stuff and whatever else. But and a guy like Pace makes a couple million dollars a year right. to be really bad at his job. Yeah, I mean it, it blows our minds even when we're not having economic issues in this country. Yeah. And so uh, finally, last topic here, and I don't even know that we have to spend a ton of time on it, but um, but the the Los Angeles Chargers released and I don't know they didn't release a statement but they told reporters they are not going to sign a veteran quarterback they are not going to make a move for a quarterback they are moving forward with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback uh give me your idea on this why like I understand Tyrod Taylor did great things under Greg Roman in Buffalo but other than that I don't. I mean, he he obviously wasn't great with Cleveland, and not that anybody has been. But what makes them think that this is the the proper move? And do you, I mean, do you think maybe they go and get a quarterback in the draft? I mean, they they need they need more depth in that room for sure. Yeah. Oh yes, I think they draft a quarterback. Absolutely, hundred percent. They draft a quarterback, but they're not going to go out and get one of these guys. They made it clear they're not spending twenty five to thirty to fifty million dollars on a Cam Newton or a Jameis Winston or, uh, you know, any of these other guys. Tyrod's – I think Tyrod is – I think Tyrod's a better quarterback than both those guys. <laughs> and you got him for cheap. I yep. bet if we looked up his contract, it's a nothing. I bet it's single-digits millions. I bet he's not making $10 million. Well, I mean – I could be, be wrong. Fair, if you go and look at everything that's going on around the NFL, the time to win a Super Bowl is when you get – a quarterback on a, a good deal, on a cheap yeah. deal. Yeah. Not when you overpay somebody that hasn't this, shown that they can get you there. This is also an owner that probably be tight in the belt because he's got a lot of money invested in his half of whatever he's got to pay in that new stadium that they're going to move into. And he's not going to sell tickets. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to make any money. He's going to lose money every game. A lot of money. I don't a know lot. that. Even bringing in somebody that has a a big face like Cam Newton would even had they that. brought in Tom Brady, LA's not going to show up and sell out. They're not a football town. Yeah, the I problem agree. is is nobody's from LA. All right, that's the issue. Everybody there, that's a great football city, but you've got a bar that's a that's a Packers bar and a Bears bar and a Patriots bar because people are transplants from all these other places. Yeah. Nobody actually lives there and is a Rams fan. And if you do live there and did grow up there, you are a Rams fan. You don't have transplants in L.A. from San Diego. True. You don't. So you have zero fans. You are 100% right. 100% right. What they should have done was partnered with Oakland and moved and had a two-team in Las Vegas. Because Las Vegas is a city of transplants, and you would have found many, many, many more people coming to Chargers games than you're going to get in L.A. I think you're right. I think Well, one, it's cheaper to travel to Vegas, and it's yeah. more of a kind of destination city. So yeah. you can get people that will come in and enjoy the game on Sunday or whatever, whoever it is playing, whether it's the Raiders or the Chargers or whoever. Uh, that would have made a lot more sense to me. In L.A., it's Lakers, USC, and 
some UCLA fans, but typically those are UCLA basketball fans. And that's it. So LA didn't make sense to me, but you know, as far as the TV market goes, yeah, it's great. So long as you can get people to pay attention to the game. But the problem is, is you don't worry about local TV markets in the NFL. No local markets aren't driving anything. What the, the valuation of the chargers (laughs) being in LA as opposed to San Diego was massive. And I didn't understand it. That didn't make sense to me. I don't know how that works. Now, I'm not an economist, and I definitely don't know sports economies. That doesn't make any sense to me. All our expenses go up, and all our revenue went down. How how in the hell does this make a more profitable team or a more valuable team? You got me. You got me. All right. That is going to wrap it up for today. I have got to get back to work. Uh, (laughs) It is... It is a crazy time right now. Obviously, I'm trying to get everybody prepped for working from home. I'm still in the office as of now. Uh, I don't foresee that being the case next week, not with all the stuff that has been coming in and whatnot. So we'll figure that out. We're going to redesign the website, redesign the layout for the live shows, the live streams and whatnot. Um, And we're going to keep this thing rolling. So Chris and I will be doing this regularly. Uh, it'll, it'll be on zoom because I don't foresee many of us getting out of the house a whole lot. So we'll, uh, we'll get this all figured out and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, we got sensei tutu said, thanks guys. Always appreciate y'all. We appreciate you guys. Uh, go to winningcureseverything.com, go and subscribe to the show on the podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, wherever you watch it, etc. Uh, share the show out, tell your buddies about it make sure you leave a nice rating, a nice review and give us some comments. We always appreciate that. Uh, Chris, anything you want to end on? That's it, man. See that is it. Uh, go to tunicatravel.com. It'll give you more information about when they will be back open and whatnot. Tunica itself, obviously, you can go into town, and I think there's some restaurants and whatnot that, that you can still get into or at least get takeout. But for now, uh, go to tunicatravel.com and get more information on what is happening down there. We will see you all again tomorrow. Thanks Thanks for for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris BGNE on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.